0: Hello and welcome to the Joe Austin Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the 1985 movie, The Goonies. Released June 7th, 1985. Directed by Richard Donner, known for uh, Superman 1 and 2. Also, the Lethal Weapon movies. Many, many, many uh, movies he's directed. Some of the actors, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but... Sean Astin, of course, you know from... Uh, Probably, depending how old you are, you'll know from a different movie. Like, the younger folks will remember him from uh, from uh, Needful... Not Needful Things. Uh, Stranger Things. Excuse me. Stranger Things. Some of the older, uh, maybe people in their 20s will remember him from Lord of the Rings. People my age will probably remember him from Rudy. Uh, and, and several stuff. Of course, I remember him from this too, but whatever. Uh, Corey Feldman was in this movie. Uh, no 80s movie is complete without a Corey in it. And, uh, you know he gets a bad rap, but this kid could really act. I don't know if he just had really good directors in these movies, or if, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to transition into an adult, but you would have thought he would have been a superstar. John um, job is Tusack, a sloth. You can't think of Goonies without hearing "Hey, you guys!" <laughs> it's great. Um, all right, the good about this movie, and I'm just gonna go on my own personal feelings of this. I'm not gonna review any movies as like um i don't know i'm not going to review it critically just how i how i enjoyed it personally how i felt so um it just, i think the, the movie's just magic it's just straight up magic it's really hard for a movie to pull this off it's there's several good examples of movies that have done this like wizard of oz uh, Forrest Gump. Movies like that just seem like magic. I think it's when you really just capture yourself in it. I read the book in junior high, uh, probably about time, I'd be, well, actually, um, soon after it came out, I, I realized later that it was an adaption of the movie script. It wasn't a pre-existing book, and I've, I've always liked reading the pre-exi, pre-existing books better. But the cool thing about it was there were some deleted scenes that were in the book that weren't in the movie, so that was interesting. Speaking of being in junior high, uh, I think I have the biggest crush on, uh, I believe her name's Carrie Green. She played the the female pretty girl in the movie. Uh, I remember her from the movie Lucas as well. Lucas, just a great, great movie. All the actors in this movie, they, they seem to have a nice duality of their, uh, of their personality. They, they were all like confident, but yet not confident at the same time. And I think they pulled that off really good. There's... Well, the, the cast are just amazing actors anyways. But I really think that... I don't know like, if it was the direction or if they just brought that to the role because I really, really appreciated that. Let's see. Um, the movie doesn't seem dated to me at all. This movie is 35 years old now. 35 years old. <laughs> it's hard to believe. But you watch it and it doesn't... It seems like it could have been... The movie could have been put out today. So I I really think that's that's great. Uh, The bad, now, it's going to be hard to be objective on this, so I did jot some things down that I didn't like. Uh, First off, not enough chunk in this movie. How can you not love that kid? (laughs) When they bust him out for saying Michael Jackson uh, came over to his house to use the bathroom, he's like, all right, all right. He didn't, but his sister did, and he smiled that big, cheesy grin like... Yeah, I know I'm full of shit. And I don't care. I thought it was great. So, yeah, they need more of Chunk. It should have been Chunk and his Goonie friends, and they would have liked this movie better. Um, all right, and also, it was a little silly when they're. Uh, when the throw mama from the train lady, the mama Fatelli, tells them they're going to make them walk the plank. When just a little bit earlier in the scene, they they're swimming to the. To the boat and they're like, hey, the water's not deep at all. You know, unless they are worried about jumping in the water and breaking their leg or something, or they dive in and hit the bottom of the of the cave or whatever. But I don't know. I think they just they missed that on that. Um also this this is really nitpicky, but it was supposed to be one-eyed willy versus the British Armada. And the map that they found in Mikey's uh attic was written in Spanish. All right, first off. Spain had the Armada. Britain's navy was never called the Armada. So, second of all, where does that? Where does where does the Spanish part fit into this? Because it's not one-eyed Juan. One. I mean, Willy isn't a, 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 a like a Spanish name or anything. So, and and the other thing to consider is I don't care how much treasure is in that boat. How much back in those days for Britain or Britain or Spain, they would have to go all the way down to the end of South America, come clear back up the coast, because this movie is set in the Pacific Northwest. It's it's Oregon, a story or something like that. So, eh, whatever. That's just being nitpicky, but whatever. Um, that's about it for that. This movie was reviewed by Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, the... Tomato Meter, it's got a uh, 57 uh, critic votes, came out with 75 percent, so it's uh, certified fresh. And the audience score, which was a um, user rating of uh, almost 600,000, rated rate at 91 percent. And I agree with the audience rating. I think it's it's definitely definitely up there. So my rating uh goes 1 to 10, with, of course, 1 being lowest, 10 being the highest. A good example of a 1-rating movie would be Freddy Got Fingered, and it's a real movie, folks. <laughs> and an example of a perfect 10 movie would be Revenge of the Nerds. Magnifique. All right, for me, this movie gets... Brrr, poor man's uh, drumroll. This one gets a 8.5. 8.5 out of 10. Very rewatchable. Fun for the whole family, or even just two dudes sitting drinking beer and laughing like like little kids. Hey, this movie will take you back. It's fun for the whole family. So, if you've never seen this movie, you you should check it out. I mean, there's I only have like a really small audience listening to my podcast, so chances are you clicked on on accident. But yeah, if you haven't seen it, check it out. And if it's been a while, definitely watch it. Find somebody younger that may maybe a haven't seen it and introduced it to them for the first time. I didn't mention this at the top of this movie, the the movie review, but this review was nominated by my niece uh, Katrina Senek. She uh, donated money to my Relay for Life charity, and um, she didn't want to pick a movie. She said, "I just wanted to." She said, "I just wanted to support Grandma, which is my mom." And uh, I said, "You got to pick one because you did it." So. She picked this. I thought she was gonna pick Saving Silverman, but she didn't. So <laughs> this is uh, this is uh, her review. So thank you, Katrina. I appreciate that. And my next movie review was nominated by Marie Liptak. For those of you keeping score at home, I interviewed Marie uh, a couple of episodes ago, and uh, that one's still up. You can check that one out. But she wants me to watch the 1999 movie magnolia i've never seen it before it's available on netflix so i'll be checking that out uh, rather soon so to everybody out there listen to this to all of your families i hope you have a great easter in this quarantine quarantined quarantined state be safe and uh we'll, we'll be back soon thank you